Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. Hi, my name is Cindy Latin. I'm a New York City-based artist. I write, I produce, mix, arrange, I do a lot of things with music. And I'm really excited to share some new stuff with you. And a fun fact about me is that I used to play ice hockey and I was very bad, but I was convinced I would be the first woman in the NHL, but that did not happen. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. I actually used to figure skate. So, and I thought I was going to Yeah, I thought I was going to be an Olympian too, but that's so funny. Well, today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about Querida by Miss Cindy Latin. Um, I want to know what came first with this song. Um, Did the um, arrangement of the instruments come first or did the lyrics come first? Uh, I'm pretty sure the lyrics came, well, the lyrics came first. And then I think I actually got like the main hook of the chorus kind of first lyrically and musically and started playing with that, developed that. And then once like the song was written is when I started arranging it. And I also have to give a shout out to the drummer, Christian Tumbly, who gave a little hand in the arrangement in one of the transitional sections that I was Needing needing some outside perspective on. (laughs) Yeah, um, you self produce. So, do you find that difficult? Like, do you do you hit a lot of roadblocks on the way when you're making your songs? Well, hmm, I think that's kind of a case by case like situation. Mm -hmm. For this song in particular, I think the more in this particular case, I actually had more trouble with the lyrics than the arrangement. I think the arrangement of this one came out, except for that one section that I said that I got, um, that I had someone else contribute to. The rest of the song came fairly, arrangement wise, came fairly easy to me. I felt like the horn lines like were easy to kind of go back and forth with the vocals, but the lyrics, Mm -hmm. I know I rewrote like a bunch of times, like many, many times. And I'm still not even sure I I completely nailed it, but I think we got somewhere okay. (laughs) Oh, interesting. So, so what is this song about? So I used to date somebody and he, he was, um, he was from Chile and Querida Mm -hmm. in Spanish means deer. And that was just Mm -hmm. like kind of like a pet name type of thing that he would say. And I thought it was just so cute because it wasn't like the word, the ones that I was used to here, like the same stuff, honey, sweetheart or whatever. It was something to me, at least a little more unique. I'm sure to everyone in this country, it's just like whatever. But to me, it was like (laughs) a more of a fun kind of whimsical word in a sense. Mm -hmm. And it, it like kind of rhymed really well with the phrase, I need a, it was like querida and I need a. And from there I was I think this is going to be kind of fun to play with, with like rhyming and stuff. And that's kind of where the inspiration came. Gotcha. So what you said that these lyrics like changed pretty drastically. What, what about it um, was kind of difficult for you as you were piecing it together? The thing is like, 
when I was in school, we were taught like a pretty, at least this teacher I repeatedly had, who was amazing, his name's Pat Pattison. He um, had this method for like developing your songs and making sure each, each section is like really helping to kind of tell a different part of the story. You don't want to kind of be repeating the same thing in each of your verses. Right. So I kind of was struggling with that. I felt like I was doing that a lot. But then at the same time, I kind of felt like this wasn't really the type of song where there needs to be such a strong, it wasn't like some songs have a very direct narrative. Like this mm-hmm. is happening and this is happening. I kind of mm-hmm. felt like this song was a, a little bit more of just like a feeling, like a feeling of joy and like excitement rather than like being like a neck a very clear like point to point narrative. So I was kind of balancing the two and like, how can I make each section different without each, each section having to like bring too much in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now, once you had that uh, hook, you said that's kind of when you started the production, right? So did you know the direction of the sound that you wanted to go? Well, I'm trying to remember. Let's see. I mean, I, when I first arranged the song, I knew, well, I was doing it for gigs first. I wasn't even thinking about recording it. Okay. So usually like I have like a pretty standard setup for my live shows of like what the instrumentation is. Like I usually have guitar, bass, keyboard, drums, and then like three horns, like sax, trumpet and trombone. So that's usually what I do. And I was like, okay, I want to use the ensemble that I use because I'm going to have gigs coming up with this group. So let's like write mm-hmm. for this group. And then I was, otherwise I just knew that like, I wanted it to feel like just bright and kind of, you know, bright and joyful and energetic. So I don't I remember struggling too much with the vibe, but I, something I generally struggle with is just making sure each section of the song, like when, when sections repeat, like when a verse repeats, like the second time you want to know it's still the verse, but you still need to be able to add something to it that shows right. that you've gone somewhere since the first time, you know? Yeah, for sure. I am very impressed always whenever I bring people on the show that have, um, that produce their songs um and you arrange all of this um which i think is just amazing how's the vibe when you guys uh all come together to record all those instruments is it more of you directing them because you have like a strong vision or are they kind of allowed to like collab with you and give their input well, I mean, at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's my, it's like my music, but I'm always, the nice thing about this one in particular was that since we had played it uh, live for a bunch of times, I get to bring it into rehearsal with them. And if someone tells me like this part's a little awkward or like this isn't really working, I definitely take that into consideration, especially if it's something that like, if it's something like, I don't really like, no one ever says this, but I'm just giving an example. If someone was like, I don't like this part. Yeah. Okay. Or will I do? <laughs> but <laughs> right. <laughs> if it's something like this is a little awkward on my instrument for me to play, like the way you've written this, I will of course be like, all right, let's make this not awkward for you, and let's make this right. the better, the more comfortable they are, the better it's going to sound. So I absolutely will take what people say into into consideration, and 
the people that like, I mean, I, I sometimes change it up. I don't have like the most, it's not like a band where it's like the same people every time, though there are people I play with almost all the time. Sometimes it mm-hmm. changes. Someone can't do this gig. Someone's in town or I just moved to New York in the fall. So like that I was in school in Boston. So like it changes up. Like I know, I, right. I trust, every, of course, I want to give everyone what everyone says has value to me, of course, but there are the people that like I've worked with the longest who understand me, like, and what I want, like those people, especially like I sometimes will even ask them after we've rehearsed, like, what do you think? And like, I, Mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely value and take into consideration what everyone has to say as much as I can. I mean, I hope they agree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so since you guys were performing this live a lot before recording, did anything change when you brought this into the studio? By the time we brought it into the studio, at least from what I recall, I'm pretty sure we were we were solid at that point. We had okay. probably playing it a couple months. And I think even on top of that, I even did a rehearsal for the session itself. So mm-hmm. I don't really remember too much changing in the session because I actually remember that recording session pretty well we were only supposed to go in that day and do two songs, but they, they went through it so quickly that I think we ended up recording five. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. But they were, you know, there wasn't really much to say. I mean, like they're really, each take was so good. I mean, of course, after a couple takes, they, they get like a little more comfortable, whatever, but like mm-hmm. it was so great that we didn't, we weren't really working out too much in the studio from what I recall, maybe minor details, but I can't really place them. Gotcha. Well, I want to know what your favorite lyric line is in the song. Ooh. Hmm. I mean, kind of what I already said, but I think like the, just like the main hook uh, when he calls me Carita, I need a second to get myself on my feet again. I guess that's my favorite. Maybe there's a line about like, it's like a magic trick, which I kind of like because I have a weird... Mm-hmm session with like harry potter and magic and stuff <laughs> but like oh yes yeah but um yeah I think, I think the main line i just think it's like a very cute and like direct and i like the rhyme of it mm, nice do you have a favorite uh production element hmm i kind of like the in the chorus there's like when he calls me and the horns go like it's just little like counter line to something i sing that i think is really cute and like playful um that's probably my favorite part though i do like the bridge too i think it's a cool like change of the atmosphere yeah. from the rest of the kind of everything kind of breaks down and from what i recall when i mixed it i a friend of i a friend of mine from school, his name's Irvon, um, he occasionally I'll send him my mixes and be like, ask for feedback. I think he's awesome. We had a bunch of classes together in school. And he was like, hmm, maybe you should try with playing with some different like types of reverb in the bridge. And when I did that, I think I he said maybe do, I don't remember exactly what he said. I think he said something like put some a different reverb on the voice or something like that. But I think I went and put a different reverb on every instrument in the in the bridge and it just like it helped differentiate that section even further from the rest of the song which I love so thank you Nirvan for that awesome suggestion <laughs> yes awesome yeah I really love I really enjoyed the horns by the way um I think I've yeah I've 
been, I think I've interviewed like two other artists that have used horns and I, it always ends up being my favorite element because like you don't hear it a lot anymore. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. It makes me feel like in a way there's like the second vocal in a sense, because like, yeah. I mean, they can do other things too, of course, but it's nice because like, they're also doing like very like melodic lines and that you don't, mm-hmm. you don't want to, first of all, as a singer, you don't want to just sing the whole time. You get tired. <laughs> it's, nice <Right>? to, <laughs> it's nice to have something else in there to kind of like counter, counteract you, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, do you have any um, other interesting facts about the writing, the production, or the recording process of this song? Oh, actually, I was looking, after we set this up, I was, like, looking through um, this document I have, like, when I first started writing the song. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I kind of mentioned this, but the amount of, like, revisions I've done, this is insane. And then we that same teacher I mentioned from when I was in school had this like method of, it wasn't the same thing as rhyming, but like he was always saying that like if the main lyrics of your song, especially the title, Kirida, he's like, you should make these things called worksheets, which is like, you take the vowel sounds in the word. Mm-hmm. So I found one here for the word. Uh, let's see which one. Is it? I think I had the word like lead or something is one of the lyrics at some point. So I had to look for a bunch of, that had that like e sound in it and they're just like i think i'm used to be much more diligent about this than i am now with my writing because there's just list after list of these like of these words that have like similar sounding words some of them rhyme some of them don't beneath them so there was a lot of that i mean i don't know if that's an interesting fact but i'm just kind of reflecting on the writing process a bit yeah wait how many how many revisions did you end up doing i don't know if i counted but i do remember this and this happens to me a lot Sometimes the lyrics I write are kind of like filler lyrics in the sense. Mm-hmm. Like the day I recorded the band was not the day I did the vocals. And I think even the day I recorded the band, I was still not really happy with the vocals. And a couple of the songs that we recorded that day, I came back to the studio and I did the vocals. And then even mm-hmm. after that day, I did, decided to ditch those and then go record the vocals on my own again. Like the first time I went with the engineer and then I went at school and just did it myself. Cause I was like catching. And I think this is one of the songs that I kept doing that. Cause I remember like just going back to school, sitting alone in one of those studios. And like, just as I was recording the vocals, rewriting the song, um, oh. I just kept changing it. And it was, I like those moments when I get to just record myself, really singing mm-hmm. and working with other engineers is obviously amazing it's nice to get other people's um, opinions and feedback but being alone is nice because I feel like I can take as long as I want and not like wasting anyone's time right so that was nice that I was able to bear because usually it's like kind of annoying you have to change a lyric while you're with the studio it's you're wasting your own time and stuff and money and whatever so when I was alone I was like I can take as much time as I need plus it was yeah it was just that was better (laughs) yeah not better but that was helpful (laughs) for that right for sure no yeah I mean yeah sometimes you feel like that pressure you know when you're like around other people (laughs) so sometimes if you want to just like get a little looser and be like a little weird and you can like try out very weird stuff (laughs) you're alone right right (laughs) well can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and where they can download and stream Gerida 
Of course. Well, the song will be available on June 4th, which is yes. next week. Oh, it's next Thursday, so less than a week. Yeah. Wow, that's breathing up. And um, the song will be available, as with my other music, on pretty much all the normal or standard, I should say, streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, YouTube, and a bunch of others. I always click select all. I hope it, I want my music to be as accessible to whoever, wherever they are. And for social media, my Instagram is just at Cindy Latin. And on, if you find me on Facebook, which I think my Facebook name is like, it's Cindy Latin music is the account. I'm doing a live stream performance tomorrow at uh, well, noon Eastern Standard Time for, which is kind of early for you guys, but um, <laughs> for the New York health care, um, for the health workers. So oh, I'll be, cool. yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be doing an acoustic set for my house, which I almost rarely do. I rarely self-accompany myself. So it'll be a very limited edition moment. I'll put it that way. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. And so nice of you to do that for them too. I'm really excited about it. It should be fun. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Cindy, for coming on my show. I had so much fun learning about your process. Thank you for having me. You have such great questions. It's like fun to answer and really fun to talk to you. When he calls me, Carita, I need a second to get myself on my feet again. When he calls me, Carita, the speed of my pulse quickens a little bit. Mm. Brown skin, baby eyes. Next to him, I am white as the winter. He's my daily ally. I spill my troubles at the end. Glance. I didn't see a way, didn't take a chance Fast forward just a couple of months He was just someone, now he's my someone It's weird how things just happen like that When he calls me, querida, I need a second To get myself on my feet again To download and stream the full song and learn more about the artist, please visit the description of this episode. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. Thank you for listening. 